0: Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as always by Will Schroeder, founder and CEO of Startups.com. So, Will, I, there's this funny conversation going around about how cool it is as a founder to pay yourself zeros of dollars. and It's pretty neat, huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's cool if you already have a billion dollars going into that conversation, <laughs> right? I mean, yes. like i saw a recent article talking about how the new ceo uh or full-time ceo of Alphabet slash google uh, sundar is taking a zero dollar salary or some insanely low compensation and then elon musk was taking zero dollars or one dollar is the big thing and then yeah uh, the
0: dollar uh, the Mark nominal Zuckerberg salary.
1: taking a dollar what have you and the asterisk to that ridiculous statement Is and by the way, is taking 250 million dollars of stock compensation. Yes. As if if the dollar is fooling anyone. Right. On a publicly traded stock with high liquidity. So not quite the same. just it's such a a goofy thing. And then when we get into the startup world, because again, in, in kind of no other world do people talk about not taking salaries, but in the startup world, we get this really bizarre sense of chivalry right? This badge of honor that says, you know, I'm working for nothing so that my startup can grow. And Ryan, I think you could appreciate this. There's two answers to that. You either didn't have money to pay yourself, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or you had so little money, it wouldn't matter if you paid yourself. Either way, if you could pay yourself, you'd be paying yourself.
0: Right, I am also taking a one dollar salary, not by choice, but that's what we had in the checking account this month. We have yeah, I mean, come on, right? Yeah, right. Like, it's not and, it's not and, a badge of honor. Right? It's, it's yeah, accounting.
1: And To be fair, there's a time and a place where you just don't have a choice, and it's honorable because you're trying to build your startup. You know, you, Ryan, you and I just started this business. Let's say we're we're nine months into it. We're burning through savings. We're putting everything we can into the business because we want to grow it. No shame in that. I mean, that's no. that's part of the hardship. It's why we deserve every dollar coming to us if this thing ever makes it. It's part of the process, right? So, yes. So that makes total sense, right? Where it gets dicey, and I think this is the heart of what we'll talk about today is when we start looking at that, that commitment, I'm putting it in quotes here, that commitment as being something that other people should, should respect us for, right? Yes. Where investors are looking at it and we're saying, hey, you know, we've got skin in the game and investors should care about that. So I think I'm going to focus on not getting paid. Devaluing yourself in your own organization ends poorly in every possible outcome. <laughs> when it's phrased I'm that way, sure really it comes it. out
0: exactly as dumb as it sounds, right? Like it, it's it's pretty obvious to see at that point, you know, and I, it's, it's funny, but let's, let's dig in for a second on the motivations around this, right? And, sure. and of course, like if, if, if you're motivated to not pay yourself because you have no money to pay yourself, fair enough, right? Uh, it is what it is. Right. If you do have money to pay yourself and, and you're not, right? So there's obviously there's the case where the investors are, are giving some pressure and we can talk about, you know, what our feelings on that one are in a minute. But the other side of it is, you know, if you're you're doing this as this badge of honor, it's one of many, right? If you're not paying yourself, and, and again, you're, you're trying to achieve something, you're pouring yourself into this, it's one of many, many sacrifices that you're making at that same time, right? It's not like, oh, I'm I'm not paying myself, but gee, I'm only in the office half a day, I'm having so much fun golfing, right? I'm sleeping really well, I'm eating well, I, I'm, I'm healthy as can be, right? Typically not the case, right? You're making all kinds of sacrifices. I think one of the traps that we fall into as founders is that we use the money, uh, you know, we use the, the dollar amount because people understand it, right? It's right. something that everybody can understand. They, they can say like, oh, you work late hours. Well, I work late hours too. Yeah, okay. You worked two hours of overtime at your bank job this week and then you went home and you have to think about it again. It's not the same thing, right? So, but people think they understand these other challenges that we face as founders. It's high stress. I have a high stress job too. Yeah. Okay, not the same thing, not the same thing we're going through. And so I think that one of the reasons we revert to this is because we believe that people will somehow now get it. And they're like, ah, you're not paying yourself, man. That's I definitely wouldn't <laughs> go to my bank job if I wasn't being paid for it. So I think that's that's one of the reasons. But what are the other potential motivations that that set us up for falling for what I'm going to call this trap?
1: Okay, so I think the first thing that people really get stuck with is, again, associating this, I'll get paid next to nothing or nothing. It doesn't have to be zero. It can just be something way less than anybody should be getting paid to do any amount of work. They say, Hey, I'm going to be getting paid less because I want to show how committed I am to the future of the business. Yes. And and let's be fair about this. There is a level of commitment that taking less implies. I'll go the other direction. If you were to say, hey, prior to this, I was making $180,000 in the market. Now I'm making one hundred and seventy, dollars so I'm showing my commitment. I mean, come on. That's like, yeah. not really. <laughs> right? But I think that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about people making marginally less than they otherwise would. We're talking about people making zero or damn near zero. Yeah, yeah. Most importantly, and this is the next part of what I, I want to point out, putting themselves at the bottom of the capital stack without understanding why that really buys them nothing long-term. And we could talk about all the ways it backfires on you and probably spend the the rest of this episode talking about how much you're going to regret it and why. But right now, I think what you're talking about, Ryan, is why do we even think we should do this? And I think at its core, it's because I think it starts with we're not going to make money anyway. (laughs) But let's let's push this a little bit further because it's easier to discount When you say, uh, hey, I'm not paying myself anything and we don't have any money. But let's take that a little bit further. Let's talk about we do have some money or we just took on some investment, took on some seed capital, which I think is probably the most consistent scenario where this comes up. Here's how it gets pitched to me. This is a a, a startup pitching themselves to me. Will, I've got this company. We're going to raise $500,000 seed round. And in the seed round, I'm only paying myself $10,000 because, you know, I would otherwise make say $100,000 in the market, but I'm going to pay myself $10,000 just so I can uh, show that I'm committed to the business. Or maybe I'm going to pay $20,000, whatever the number is. And my first question is why that number? In other words, yeah. why zero or why 10 or why 20? Right. Always is that your
0: ramen budget? Is that arbitrary? Is it Ye- just felt like a good low number so nobody would, would question it? Yeah. W- where did it come from?
1: And in every case, it's a reflection of what their perception an investor will think. Yep. Right? So they're thinking about it in terms of, I want to send a message to the investor. The problem with that is it assumes that the investor really gives a shit. Right. Right. <laughs> if I'm an investor and I see that, Ryan, that, that you're taking a twenty thousand dollars salary where in the market, you'd make a hundred K. My answer to that's gonna be, okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if you're dumb enough to sign up for that, sure. Right. No different than if, if you were to come to me as the investor and you were to say, Hey, uh, Will, I'd like to you like you to give me um uh Two hundred thousand versus one hundred thousand for the same amount of equity. If I said okay, you'd be like okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you're dumb enough to give it to me, sure, right. But that's not the same as being told you're supposed to do that. This is a dumb thing to gamble on the assumption for. Yeah, there's right? no reason to. Yeah, look, if the investor flat out comes to you and says what you're asking for in a salary is absurd, and 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 I'll go on an aside on this one in a second then by all means, have the conversation. But it's like any other negotiation in life. If someone didn't push back, you didn't ask for enough.
0: Right. And it's so, like you're going to go rent an apartment. You're like, I'm bringing a dog with me. So um, I, I should probably give you a $500 security deposit because it chews on everything. Right? Like, nobody said that ever and yet we're doing the same <laughs> damn things to ourselves as founders. They're like, hey let me just uh, yeah. could you stand move over here I'm gonna throw myself under a bus really quick and then and then we'll continue with the
1: negotiations like why do we do this? Okay so I'll, I'll give you a couple counterpoints here and this is first from some real world uh, experiences that I've had. I'm raising money for a company uh, in Southern California. We were doing about a million dollar seed round so it's a pretty small but pretty uh, well-known investors in the deal. And we present the salaries of uh, some of the, the executives. And they're about $120,000 each. And there's pushback. Now, again, you got to understand these, these details and never guess. Nobody was saying you guys would never earn that much in the market. They weren't saying that at all. Sure. What they were saying is relative to this amount of money being raised, relative to this round of capital, probably a bit too rich. I made the mistake of of taking mine down from, it was probably 120K to 0K, and then putting the rest of that into the kitty, right? So that we could spread it around with other people. Dumbest move ever. It was, I was a hero for about nine seconds. Yeah. And then from that point on, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. And you literally I, went from zero
0: to zero. To zero.
1: Yeah. And, and all I did, all I was successful at, I went out and showing how committed I was to the company. It was showing how willing I was to devalue myself to zero. That's it. Yeah. That, that, that's all it accomplished. Yep. Now, now imagine I've got to claw my way back into the compensation discussion, right? The company's making maybe a little bit more money. A big, enormous jump from you at that would be a sixty thousand dollar salary. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> and so by going to zero or damn near it, you're setting a baseline so low that crawling back from that is a real discussion when it shouldn't have ever been a discussion
0: yeah and obviously there's no there's no way that you just turn that around right you don't once you've once you've devalued yourself in that way you can do that in an instant right it took you nine seconds to do that it could take you forever or never to to reverse that and i think it's one of the things that makes it so dangerous is that we 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 make that decision in a heartbeat we drop ourselves to zero thinking that you know i'm eliminating this big barrier to moving forward right and so i'll do that right i'll, I'll drop the barrier i'll say like okay look i'll just i'll go to zero Making it back from that is not incidental, right? You use the words claw back and, and it's literally that, right? You have to scrape and scratch for every little bit that you're going to get from that point forward, if ever, right? And it has a real cost because, you know, in that moment, it feels good to, to get the yes, to move forward with the funding round perhaps. But from that point forward, then you have completely changed your life circumstances.
1: There's another piece too. Once the money goes in the company, it all gets distributed and allocated. You know, salaries get set up, people get hired, contracts get signed. Now for me to go back in and get my allocation, I have to start taking from someone else to do that. People don't think about this. They don't realize that that once the money is all in process, you're boxed out. And you may be thinking, well, hey, I'm the CEO. I can change it at any given time. Lots of luck with that. Yeah. Right? I mean, a startup company every dollar is allocated two dollars for every one dollar that's right right getting yourself to the top of that stack especially when you've already uh, explained that you'll work for free is damn near impossible and the truth is the lower you set that baseline the further away from ever getting back to that you can get now there's some ways to to prevent this from happening and it doesn't yes. just doesn't have to be you just you know, stand your ground and say, I won't get paid anything less than market rate. Stage it out. Say, hey, I'll get paid on an incremental basis. So I'll get paid in Q1, I'll get paid 25K a year. In Q2, I'll get paid 50K a year. Q3, 75. Q4, 100. So yep. I'm on a ramp up. I'll ramp up with the business. Not hard to do. Worst case, you don't hit your milestones. The other thing that you can do, investors hate this and they'll push back on it. And maybe it's just a a deal point is you can do deferred comp. Yeah. I yeah, didn't take my $120,000, so it's going to get deferred and paid back as a liability in the company. Fair warning, it won't. <laughs> 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 There's no... I yeah. can't think of a single instance where I can think of anybody that did a a deliberate deferred comp that ever got paid back. I'm sure it's happened somewhere like anything else in life. It's more of a bargaining chip. And And I think as we probably get later into this episode, we'll talk about how even that kind of evaporates on its own, but it's better than just leaving the number at zero. Yeah, it, it at yeah, least exactly. At least accrues something on a balance sheet somewhere so that you can point to the fact that that money is owed, can at least be converted into stock or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Something.
0: When you set the value at zero, the value is zero, right? If you set your value at... Two fifty thousand and you get paid zero, your value was still two hundred and fifty thousand right you may not have realized the cash, but at least you you put the value in the right spot
1: we'll stick with that, Ryan so if you've got a market rate of what you would reasonably get paid and you say again let's say it's hundred thousand dollars there's no upside to doing anything that devalues that and, and yep. I think this is really critical for founders to understand and I don't think investors agree with this at all, but but let me, let me spell it out. There are two aspects to your compensation, your compensation as an owner, which is your equity yep. and your compensation as an employee. Yes. Now this gets highly contentious in the formative stages because just about any investor is going to go, look, man, the only reason you have that stock is because you're working at the company. Right. And I think there's a, there's a moment in time where that's fairly true. However, I can't, Avoid pointing this out. Investors put in value one time and reap the, the benefits of that value for life. Yet somehow, when owners, you know, the, the the co-founders of the business or the equity holders of the business put their time in, get that value, somehow the, the concept is they have to keep working for it. They keep having to contribute yeah. value as employees, even though they already have their, their value as, as equity holders. I want to be mindful when when we say this. You have two streams of income your equity and your cash comp uh, as an employee and of course there's some some equity earnings you can get as an employee as well but the moment you devalue your contribution as an employee you'll never get it back the only person yes. that's ever going to fight for it is you and if you hi- fire holes in that boat on day one you're screwed it's it's a terrible bet founders make it all the time and they myself included and they always regret it
0: yeah, yeah, I think it, you know it, it goes back to uh, you know some of the motivations around doing this, right? We're trying to show that we've got skin in the game, something like that. The minute you completely devalue that, um, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Will, but if if I say that I'm going, I'm like, okay, I'll just go to a zero salary. To me, that actually reduces the value of that move in the first place because it makes it sound like money didn't matter to you, right? You're like, oh no, I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't, I don't need it, and and so I think that to some degree, at least. By perception, if I'm sitting on the other side of the table and somebody says, no, I'll take a zero salary, I'm like, well, again, we're going to say yes because it's in my interest to do so, but I'm also going to think that wasn't that meaningful of a give from that human. right? I'm going to say, well, they must not have needed it. They must have it figured out. They must have money in the bank. They must have a spouse who can support them, trust fund, whatever the hell it is. It doesn't really matter. I think it devalues that move completely and and again like you were saying before I'll take a $10,000 salary. Okay, but why? Right? If there's a if there's a reason behind it, if you can substantiate the value there and you say like, look, uh, you know, here's my market rate, maybe we do deferred comp, maybe we don't, maybe we do whatever. I'll take a reduced salary, but here's what it is and you can kind of show like this gets me right to the point of survival, right? If I say like I'm going to take $25,000, I'm going to go ramen budget, I'm going to couch surf, I'm going to do whatever, that tells a very different story to me about the skin in the game and how much you're actually willing to give up and what your struggle looks like than just saying $0. Like $0
1: sounds, it's, it's flippant, isn't it? It is. It's flippant. And you, you touched on something that's really important, right? I have bills. <laughs> I yeah. have costs, right? I have to have an operating budget to pay my bills like everyone else. And by the way, even if you did have these other sources of income, that doesn't mean that, that your contribution has zero value. And I think at, at which point you open the door to present it as I, my income doesn't matter, my expenses don't matter, my contribution doesn't matter, you're firing a hole in the boat. What we want to do here is we want to be able to say, here are my expenses, if you're so bold. Here is my market rate. Here, here are the things that are the moving components of my life. I'm willing to take some of that risk, if this reward is in my future, right? By way of deferred comp, by way of additional stock incentives, et cetera. I always want to make sure that my market value has never been compromised. Okay, so yeah, I think we can all agree that we need to establish that
0: baseline value, and and that you know going to zero doesn't make any sense. But let's pretend for a minute that we did that. Let's say we we made this sacrifice, we dropped all the way to sure. zero. I've now got this beautiful shiny badge of honor. How long does that thing stay shiny, Will? You've got you've got a personal story here. How long does the luster last on that that beautiful piece of metal?
1: Till the end of your statement. <laughs> That's about how long anybody remembers yeah. or cares. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you an example. I've got a few of these. <laughs> Actually, now the thing, but I've got a lot way more than I care to remember. Uh, but I've got one. I'm I'm running a startup. I'm gonna I'm gonna Not name this one. Normally, I would. I won't name this one only because folks that are involved, protect the the innocent, maybe. And uh, we start the company. Uh, I mainly fund the company myself, of course, by way of that. Take no salary, but also put a bunch of money into it. Yeah. And we raise a little bit of money, some VCs, and uh, we we go through the money, et cetera, looking to get on to the next round. Some of the VCs are looking to participate again. And the question comes up as to why I have so much of the cap table. And then I'm like, "Hmm, let me give you a little history lesson here (laughs) because I'm the one who put all the money in. Uh I'm the one who uh, brought in all the resources and I'm the one who worked for free. And and the response was like, and
0: yeah, Uh (laughs) wait,
1: what lesson learned? Uh, Please, by all means, take a a life lesson from the the costs of mine. Here's what happened. And I'm going to flat out say I was wrong. I did everything that I thought was right. I tried to do right by the company, et cetera. And I was wrong. Here's where I screwed up. Yes, going into it, I put my own money in in as startup capital. I didn't have anything where I was showing that that came in at a valuation or that was tracked in a meaningful way. Yeah. I just opened up my bank account, flooded a whole bunch of cash into the company, watch it got spent or get spent. And in the process, obviously, wasn't taking more money to pay myself because it was already my money. But I didn't really track it in a meaningful enough way. It was just a bunch of money that wasn't there anymore. Got it.
0: Got it. So the optics on it were just that, you know, yeah, you need more money now. So what
1: happened in the past doesn't matter. And you don't have a great way to show us what you did. Stick with that for a second. You said the optics, which I think is exactly what it was. I created no visibility. As to what capital had been contributed, yeah, it was just here's a company that's up and running that's making a little bit of revenue, and oh by the way, I put I don't know, it was like a quarter million dollars into it. Uh, not to mention you know me not getting paid. I didn't capture that, right? I didn't I didn't capture my contribution, both the actual dollars I put in in a meaningful way, like a cap table round, and I didn't capture the amount of time or market value of my investment personally, yeah, either. So short of me doing that. Who would? In other words, if the next investor came on, gave us a million dollars, but forgot to mention it in the cat table, would I be chasing them down to make sure that it got recognized? I mean, yeah, yeah. you sort of have to legally, but in this case, you don't. Right? right. And so if I don't capture this, if I don't create the optics for what was invested... No one's going to do it for me. (laughs) Nobody's going to go looking for it. We're like, "Eh, by the way,
0: Will, we went through your trash and found some bank statements. It looks like you've put a lot of money into this, buddy. We should probably compensate you for that. At all. Not going to happen. Nobody's doing
1: it. If you want to take it a step worse, although it's the same track, you then say... Let me make no account for the contributions I'm about to make or have made in the past. And then somehow magically expect, because I've got these big tales of of my chivalrous accomplishment, that someone else is going to come in and try to pay me out for what I've done. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) People are always Um, just just on the lookout for those kind of things. They just just can't wait to find somebody and compensate them for their past efforts.
1: Oh, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, Ryan, even for you and I with startups.com, we're getting paid pennies if, if nothing at the beginning of this. That was yeah. eight years ago now. Yep. Do you think anybody that works here now cares? And by the way, if, if, you're, if you're other folks working in the company, I'm not saying you should.
0: Right. <laughs> That's
1: sort of my yeah, point. No, they don't. <laughs> Even I agree you should. don't need to. Yeah. And you don't need to, right? And I guess what we fail to recognize or prepare for when we're making these grand gestures is that no one cares. No one will remember. And if you ever try to come back and cash this chip in, you're going to get zero value for it. Yeah. And so, yep. so it's all of this risk, all of this heartache for essentially this this short-term, in some case, meaningless gesture that is the $0 salary, right? And I, I just don't see it.
0: Do you? N- no. I mean, th- this is the thing. I, I think that there are in the moment motivations that can lead us to saying yes to these things whether or not they were necessary is 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 the big question right you can say well look the investors stood their ground they weren't going to put money into the company i had to take the zero dollar salary you had to take the zero dollar salary to get their investment maybe like who knows what would happen if you push back but on the other hand you don't have to take the investment money right? There are other check writers out there and I know that it's not easy, right? It's not simple. Oh, well, I'll just go find another investor. Not that simple, but you don't have to take the money. You don't have to accept really shit terms just to move forward, right? There are always other ways to skin that cat. And so at the end of the day, and, and you know, I've spent time talking about this. We've certainly spent a lot of time thinking about this. I cannot come up with good reasons for doing this. Unless you're a publicly traded company, you want the bullshit optics of saying, I take a dollar salary, right? Which we all see through anyways. It's great to take a dollar salary when you're already fully liquid somewhere else, right? It's not the same thing. Sure. back to like, it's not actually a sacrifice. And it's same thing. And that's why I'm saying that. So like, again, for me, the optics are, if you say I'm going to a $0 salary,
1: it means to me that it was meaningless to you. So what is the point? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. No one else is going to be fighting your fight for this. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we said before, about making sure that that your your compensation and your contribution is consistently recognized, regardless of whether it's immediately rewarded. Yeah. So if we were to say again, I'm a hundred thousand dollar person, I want either deferred comp or I want uh, some sort of record that I'll be paid back for this in the future. Here's what happens. Worst worst case, the investor says no. You're right back to where you started. In which yep. case, you may proceed either way, but at least you brought that brought to the table. But more likely, any sane investor, any sane partner, et cetera, is going to start off by saying, Yes, I recognize this is how much you'd make in the market. We don't have enough capital to pay that. So let's talk about how we can kind of cover that delta. They'll also say, invariably, well, that's why you have so much equity, right? And, right. and you can say, I already have that equity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to be it's like, clear. You you didn't hand that to me. I made it, yeah. right? Well, it's said differently, you're the one buying in. I've already got it. Right? Wow. <laughs> so so don't try to don't try to sell me my own company. Yeah. But 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 that said, you can say that's true, but I've got my equity regardless of how much time I put into. Now, again, there's this whole other discussion about vesting your equity back and everything else like that. Separate discussion, but even still represents the fact that that you've got compensation for your contribution. Yeah. Which I don't think should should ever be overlooked. I think if if a founder comes to us, and she says, Look, I'm working for a $0 salary, just did a million dollar round, and that's where things uh, landed. I would be okay with that if she were to say, But we had the conversation. I've got a $100,000 market rate, and here's how that's being recognized on a go forward basis. Yeah. Yeah. Again, dude, get creative. Say, I want to increase that by 10K annually every 3 months have some yep. sort of plan some sort of milestone that it can be revisited yep. and and picked back up could because be time if you don't based, set it no one else performance
0: will. based that's exactly it the investors aren't going to come back and go hey will you know you, you haven't been paying yourself very well for a while now um, we should probably change that would be a yeah, great uh, conversation to have it's never going to happen
1: <laughs> absolutely not and and i think there's Particularly for first-time founders who haven't been around the block on this one, there's this concept that some angel will take care of me later. Yeah. And the truth is, no. As the company grows, as more and more people get involved in the cap table, there's no one there that would have any reason to stop everything they're doing and care about your situation. Right? It's never going to happen unless we set the gauntlet down right from the start of where we stand on compensation. No one does it for us, which we get. However, I got to throw this out there. In every aspect of developing our company, we as the founders are wholly responsible for setting the tone for how we're going to let other people kind of manage our equity, manage our comp, manage uh, the board, everything. We got to stand strong. We don't have to be inflexible. We just have to stand strong to say, do we at least agree that there's value being exchanged? Okay, let's talk about how it'll get redeemed. That's a wrap for this episode of the
0: Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan on behalf of my partner, Will Schroeder, and all the Startups.com family thanking you for joining us. And we hope you'll continue to join us. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or wherever you love to listen to Startup Therapy. You can find all of our episodes at Startups.com slash podcast. If you're looking for more amazing resources to launch or grow your startup, be sure to head to startups.com and check out Startups Unlimited. It's everything we have to offer from our online university to our amazing community of experts and founders, and even all the tools we've built like BizPlan, Fundable, and LaunchRock. It's everything a founder needs. Visit startups.com slash begin. That's startups.com slash B-E-G-I-N. You'll thank me later.